did open it on the Dangerous Woman tour. Yeah. Was that cool? Awesome. Yeah. Really crazy because at the time I didn't have a team. So I had no label, no manager, no hairstylist, makeup artist. Like I was back there just like, okay, we're doing it yourself. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yes. God. Yeah. It was really awesome. We did Madison Square Garden, which was a really exciting show, but it was just me on stage before her. So like dancers, no band. So I'm just like, what a crazy experience. Were you nervous? Oh my God. Shitting myself. <laughs> Literally like, wow. Hello and welcome to High Low with Amrata. It's Tuesday, which means it's a brand new interview. If you're a first time listener or if you're a regular, welcome. If you haven't been keeping up, we've had some great musical guests. Um, We had Kelly Rowland, Anita, Troy Savon. Check it out. This week on High Low, we have Victoria Monet. She has such a soulful throwback sound to her music and just a really genuine, sweet vibe. But you have probably been listening to her music for a long time. She has been writing for other artists, including Ariana Grande. She wrote Seven Rings, Thank You Next, and 34 and 35. Yeah, she's an incredible songwriter. We are very excited to have her here today. We are going to talk about the transition from songwriting to soul artists, what she has experienced in writing these two albums. In the meantime, she's become a mom, and we're going to talk about postpartum, about collaboration, and so much more. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Welcome back to High Low with Emrata. So, how are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm happy. Yeah. Just lots of things going on right now in life. So excited. Somebody who works at Sony was really excited you were here. And they were like, mm-hmm. Victoria Monet for me. Like, I listened to her album through the whole pandemic. Yeah. And it represents this, like, time in my life. And I'm so excited for, like, the next chapter. Oh. So I feel, yeah, people are really looking forward to it. It means a lot because I debated putting it out in 2020 because the world was going through so much and I was talking about sex and you know like my sexuality and all of these themes that I felt like I questioned if the world wanted to hear at the time but it turned out that they did they wanted to not talk about (laughs) what the world was going through and just kind of use it as escapism totally well, you just mentioned your sexuality, and yes. I um, I know you have a baby girl. We were just talking that you had in the pandemic, and her and my son are a month apart. So what has happened in your life, like from the evolution of, you know, where you were at when you put out Jaguar 1 to now? I think even physically a lot is different. My voice changed, mm-hmm. which is something that I had to get used to. Usually my voice is a bit more high-pitched and even softer. And then having Hazel, it was like, whoa. So your voice (laughs) changed postpartum. Yes. Even during pregnancy, like recording during pregnancy, there was times where I had to be upside down. 
Like my breathing was strange. So I was like recording with the mic between my legs. That makes like, sense when, when they start to weigh on your diaphragm. And, yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's just been very interesting to navigate body wise. Um, and then coming back mentally from postpartum, just all the things that happen to women as we go through this process. No one prepares you because what happens to you is so specific. Individual, like I didn't yeah. even know that your voice could change. Yeah. That's I'm sure must have been so scary as a singer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, what is it gonna sound like? I'm like, yeah. who am I gonna be? <laughs> Literally. So you struggled with postpartum. I did. What yeah. was that like for you? I wanna say that it might have been a little bit harder than what postpartum would have been had there not been a pandemic. Right. Because I'm not only thinking about the hormones and everything that's happening, but also literally the safety of my baby. And during pregnancy, I'm sure you experience the same thing. When you go to appointments and things, you have to go alone and like maybe FaceTime people in because they were like, only one person, you have to wear a mask. So some of the experiences that I would have shared with family and with people, I endured alone. So it felt kind of even more isolating than I think it normally would have felt. I think I'm excited to see the difference with a second pregnancy down the line. Don't worry. Yeah, I was like, wait, is <laughs> not, this an announcement? No, no, no. Okay, okay. no, like we got lots of time. Yeah. But I just want to know what it would be like to have a baby. I didn't have a baby shower. And what about after you gave birth? Like, what was that experience? Because I had a moment where I had seer. I remember having a day and it was actually about, I was explaining this to my friend who has never had a baby before. I was like, the thing that's so hard is you just feel like you'll never be the same person you were. Yeah, you're mourning the death of your old self in a way. Yes, yeah. and it's really scary. It was one of the things that was hard for me about breastfeeding and stuff was that I felt like I was never gonna get my body back, that there yeah. was not like back, like back to what it was, yeah, but just, just yours. to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I was trying to work on stuff too. After postpartum, I was finishing a book I was writing mm. and uh, my brain wasn't working the same way. And I remember having this moment of just like, I'm dead. Like yeah. I've lost myself. Yes. And my whole life is just about being a mom now. And right. I was so sad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know if you can relate to this, but if you were seeing a lot of people, but in the last months of pregnancy, even when people greet you, they go straight to the belly. Like you're not even there. They're like, oh my God, it's like a magnet. And same thing kind of happens when you give birth. It's like people acknowledge baby first mm -hmm. and then they're like, oh yeah, but how are you? <laughs> you know, yeah. kind of secondary, which it's like a learning curve. And I relate to the fact that you, you know, you said your brain wasn't working the same. I felt that way in the studio. It's like, I don't feel talented anymore. Fuck, I hate you that. Know? Uh, it was, it's such a, like a, a process and you really have to talk yourself through it. Cause, and it's hard to take even advice from your spouse because you're like, but you don't know. You just had a good time, man. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and now I'm, you know, the one going through all of the changes. So, but it ends up being like the most, really happy but also really sad time at the same time yeah so it's really interesting to find to feel that spectrum of of feelings like why am i crying when i love my baby i'm so happy you know it's so crazy the hormones it's really like you're Everything. on drugs you're on Truly. drugs you have to just accept that and yeah. then once you do you're like right oh, so i'm okay. not here <laughs> like yeah. this is i'm taking yeah. highs and lows of a trip yes, basically that exactly. my body's on right. and i just have to ride it and it's mental right which is so scary. It's so it's so hard. And I, I always talk about it because I like want people to feel more prepared. But again, it is hard to prepare them. Yeah. I mean, I think the more we talk about it, the better. Yeah. Just even for us, because you 
it's just like something that you really don't get over. I feel like when I'm old, I'm be like reminding Hazel, like, well, I gave birth to you, like, you know, say just that that feeling. So I think it's nice for us to be able to talk about it together. And the best community that I found after pregnancy was people who also did it. So you have like a mom crew. I have group chat. Nice, of, me too. Of, yes, of five of my yes, five of my cousins were pregnant at the same time. No we were getting way. busy in the pandemic. I mean, it was a good time to have a <laughs> yeah, baby. I'm not gonna not? lie. Yeah. yeah, the world kind of paused for. An you didn't. Open feel, I didn't that. feel like I was missing things. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Pros and cons, you know. So, what was it like working on this? I mean, you've been songwriting since you were a teenager, basically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, that's it's, amazing. It's been a long time. It's been really cool. I've definitely gone through lots of iterations of my style, but in ways that I still write the same way that I did with my very first song. Very first song, I, there was like lots of harmonies and stuff and I still do that. So it's cool to be able to like have that documented and listen back and be like, oh, you're still the same person right. even though, cause sometimes if you don't write it down or if you don't take the picture, some of the things that you've experienced, you actually forget. Right. So especially creatively, the yeah. evolution, you need to look at your old work and be able to reflect on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know that it's been a while that you've been, you know, doing your thing, but what was it like transitioning from songwriter to being the star? You know what? It's really interesting because I always was writing my own music. I feel like I ended up dedicating a lot more time to songwriting because it was becoming more successful and it was a way of living paying know? the bills yeah yeah mm -hmm. and um i think it's just been interesting kind of reintroducing myself to people as an artist because i think sometimes when you introduce yourself to someone as one thing it's hard for them to forget about that thing and see you in any other way so it's like i got titled this person's songwriter like and mm -hmm. it, like even in interviews or just fans are like oh yeah but you know but you're this person's songwriter and that's all that they could see so now i'm just kind of turning a new leaf i also have to just say that i feel like there are so many pop stars and musicians that you're introduced to that feel manufactured by the studios mm -hmm. and they don't write their own songs yeah. so i think it's actually really beautiful and super appealing to know that you're the person behind all these songs that you love and then get a sense of that so i wonder if that's true like does is there a positive aspect to it definitely i feel the same like i when i listen to sizz's music you know i'm like oh yeah because it kind of gives me a little bit more insight or I feel like it gives me more insight into what she's actually going through because it's something that came from her brain and she wrote. Um, not to say that when people write for other people, it's not a collaboration between what the artist is actually going through and what the songwriter portrays their life to be. But it's just really cool to know that it's coming firsthand. It makes and the you way feel she so close it. to them. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. But I think I some of my favorite artists are artists who write for other people and themselves. Like I think about Missy. Mm -hmm. You know, like she had a whole style with Aaliyah, and, but she had her own thing with her project. Or even like Smokey Robinson. Oh like, my God, just, I love Smokey Robinson. Yes. Yeah. I, when I found out he had a TikTok, I was like, yes. Wait, what? He has a TikTok, girl. I did not know that. <laughs> yes, it's really how old was that? It's man? lovely. I don't know, but he's working that phone. He knows what's. Is that. he making good TikToks? <laughs> they're good. They're interesting TikToks. Like, he's kind of talking, <laughs> talking to camera and like going, telling stories and stuff. So. My producer just told me he's eighty three years old. Eighty three. So damn. <laughs> but he like he's been ha he's handsome in a way that kind of you wouldn't know he's that he's eighty three. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's got that like jawline. And yeah, the, yeah, Smokey Robinson. Smokey Robinson. <laughs> yeah, he's an amazing songwriter, obviously. Yeah. But it's true. So this is such a good example. And I feel like it connects. I mean, it's a weird thing to talk about your personal life and your music because you obviously... Yeah you know, are letting people in. And yeah. I know you've done that a decent amount. Like you mentioned talking about your sexuality. What was that like? What made you want to write songs about that and even talk about it publicly, like on Twitter and everything else? I literally, <laughs> it was my coming out on Twitter was a rebuttal to an ex-boyfriend that try, was trying to say that we were still together. And I was kind of dating a woman and I was like, and by the way, we are not together. And I, and I just said it. And then when I tweeted, I was like, oh, did I? You're like, did I, I just came out. out. Oh my and the God. responses was, was really val what validated that I came out. I was like, oh shit, I sure did. Because it's something that I've known for a long time. So I kind of didn't prepare a statement or anything. It right. was kind of like me arguing online. Right. <laughs> you know, was that nice or was it weird? <laughs> I actually liked it. I feel like it, it was freeing. I kind of like could exhale. I was like, oh. And you didn't have to have this big buildup of what am I going to say? How am I yeah. going to come out? It just happened. Yes. And also like in songwriting, I stopped using pronouns that weren't accurate because even though I would write songs about a woman before, I'd be like, he, because it was like right what I was expected to be attracted to. So it was just really freeing and like opened up another window of creativity where I could just, you know, say whatever I actually feel and be true. What's the process like writing for yourself versus writing for someone else? It used to be kind of one in the same because I, the artist wasn't in the room. So I was just writing things and then shooting out to labels and they would send thing, a thing called a who's looking list. And so it'd be like, this person's looking for an album. And they'd have the description wow. of a random, like mix this pop song with this country song. And this is what we're trying to do. So you get this list. Yes. So I submit things to the label and then eventually I was ended up ended up being in the room with artists. So it's very clear, like, this is for you. This is your session. I'm here for you to write whatever you want. You know, just share with me what you're going through and I'll turn it into a song. It was kind of like an exchange and more it kind of felt therapeutic mm -hmm. for me and for the artists. And then going into my sound, I feel like I it's very clear. I'm in the studio in my own headspace. No one's there to tell me, no, don't say this. Yes, don't say that. I like that. I don't. Just going with the flow of what I actually feel and I'm going through. Trying to create my own universe of sounds and sonics with the people that I really love to work with. They're one of my favorite producers is D-Mile. He's executive producing the project with me. Cool. Yeah, so it was a good time. Kelly Rowland was on the show like a couple I weeks ago her. and she shouted you out as oh one of her favorite artists that she's listening to. Oh, I love her yeah. so much. Even in Pregnancy Journey, um, her son, oh, yes. her second son is exactly one month apart from my daughter. So she was just very helpful, like just giving advice because she had had a son before, just helping me through the mental process and like tips and tricks and everything. The tips and the tricks. Just even knowing that you can have somebody to text Kelly and... I would have never thought in a million years. Mm -hmm. My teenage self kept right. texting Kelly, 
what do you mean? <laughs> it's really She amazing. is um, such a lovely person. Like she did yeah. the podcast and then I ran into her at a party. Mm-hmm. And you know, sometimes when you work with somebody, you don't know how they're going to then act when you see them. It can be and funny. And she was yeah. so warm. She was like, yes. oh my God, hey girl. Like yes. talked with me and like met my friends. Yeah. We were like talking for 15 minutes. Yeah. Like it was so, she's just genuinely Southern. that way. Southern girl. I know. I also saw Beyonce this weekend. So I'm did all about you? the Southern women right now. How did you like the show? What do you think? I <laughs> know. Did you die? I died, girl. I died. <laughs> I died and went to heaven. Yeah. I wasn't ready for it. And so yeah. have you seen it? I've been trying to, like as much as I can to avoid videos, trying not to see clips because I'm, so I'm going on her birthday. I'm going to her birthday show Wait, in Virgo, September, so, okay. September mm-hmm. 4th oh, wow. in LA. Wow. I was like, obviously I should go. I will say she switches it up. She switches up her outfits and stuff. I'm hoping that she brings Blue to that show. I'm like, I hope Blue hasn't started school or something. No, <laughs> I'm sure she'll be there. Because yeah. I feel like Paris, New York, like they're doing the thing. Yeah. yeah. She came out and I was so touched Florida. by that. Yeah. I was so touched. It was beautiful. And just In feeling this stadium. community of the dancers around her and how much they loved her. It was yeah. just so beautiful. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's it, it's really cool. It's like a nice passing of the torch and we've she's been open enough with her life that we've just seen blue grow up and it's, it's just crazy. like so crazy to see her on stage we're just as proud yes yeah. like it feels yeah, like go, a girl. shared moment yeah it's also so cute when she's like hey miss carter yeah. i was like oh my <laughs> okay. god blue ivy yeah. so are there artists that you really want to work with that you haven't worked with be honest i was just gonna <laughs> i was going there yes well tell? beyonce kelly yeah uh you know, I I really do want to work with Sade. Oh, Don't know how to make that my happen. My son loves Sade. He says, Taste. I love Sade. That's Taste. what he says. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I'm really proud. It's like the proudest thing. Literally. Mm-hmm. And, and for a boy. Yes. yes. I love Well, he this. doesn't know. You know, he's not embarrassed yet. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I yeah. love this. Yeah, Sade. I mean, what a queen. I know. I was just looking um, through the hashtag because I guess I follow the hashtag Sade Adu. And she came up today and there was just like interviews of her just being so gracious and beautiful like her deep toned talking voice and yes just gracious is a good word yeah you have that energy about you thank you yeah so we i'm gonna go back to beyonce because i know you mentioned her oh my gosh and yes in 2018 you tweeted last night was my first attempt to write for beyonce ever i've always been too nervous and too hesitant how much i love her idolize her blah 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 guess i'm in savage mode so i said that yes. jesus christ or delete my sorry <laughs> i'm sorry i hate listen nobody should dig up my 2018 anything period i don't want to know what i was doing saying looking like whatever yeah. so what's going on with that you know what i don't know okay i don't know i wrote the song and hopefully the universe will make it happen at some point yeah in time because i like the song okay well i can't wait to <laughs> hear it. it's my dream collaboration for me oh my so. god Okay, I think it would be different writing for her versus collaborating with her. That's a whole other level right. of I'm shocked. Yes. <laughs> so I'm going to pass out. I love <laughs> when I see footage of her in the studio working. Yes. It's really inspiring. She's beast. Yeah. A machine. Have you ever seen that TikTok? It's I think it's from a documentary where she is talking about writing partition. Mm-mm. And she's like, I heard this beat and it reminded me of like E40 and like back in Too Short. And she's like, it reminded me of like the first days of dating Jay and like how mm. sexy we would get. Yeah. And she was like, I put on these things and then I just like let it out and it came out. And she was like, and then afterward I was so embarrassed, Should like to, immediately. To play it for Yeah, me. no, just even just that it had, oh, oh. she had done that, yeah. like gone into that mode in the studio. Mm-hmm. Does that happen? to you yeah mm-hmm. yep 
<laughs> <You're> <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, because it's like I'm talking about some really sexual things, but I'm working with friends and like my brothers, and they're hearing me say this, but I'm like, but it's how I feel, but also plug your ears. But and I remember playing um, my song "Moment" for my mom, and one of the lyrics are, "Land it like a plane on my back if you can't hold it." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, you're just like cringing. But my mom's a cool mom, so she wasn't yeah. like Victoria. Yeah. How dare you? Delete That's it. honestly a sick lyric. Thank you. I'm like, okay. And and my boyfriend did not follow instructions. I got pregnant. <laughs> so, right. You're like next time. Listen to the notes song. for next time. <laughs> yeah. Are you you're still with your boyfriend? Yes. Okay. We're together. He's at home with Hazel right now. That's beautiful. Yeah, I have a really great support system. So to be able to do what I do and like take trips and promo and you know just be away from home. So I feel more comfortable knowing that she's just safe and not with like, yes. not that a nanny's bad, but like she's with her dad. Her it feels family. so yeah. different. It <laughs> yeah. feels so different. Anytime I leave my son with somebody that I know loves him, I, my nanny is the best. Yes. She's incredible, but it just feels different. I'm like, that's yeah. your baby versus <laughs> the baby that you take care of and you love, right. you know? Right. Yeah. So what's it like being boot up essentially and having this album was very different than when you wrote yours and the Jaguar one to Jaguar two. I think sonically it's similar, but it was on purpose because this is Jaguar two. So yeah. it's kind of they're cut from the same cloth, same family members, but I look at Jaguar two as like the older, more voluptuous sister. Ooh, it's yes. sexier? It's sec there's some sexy themes in there, but it's I think maybe a little bit more confident and it kind of covers more themes of like, I go from talking about heartbreak to talking about being completely in love to going out to the club. When I feel like if you look at my life right now, you may think I might be talking about motherhood only or like Mm -hmm. just living in this white picket fence life. Um, But it's not that. So I'm excited for people to kind of like dig in and see where she's at. (laughs) But you were saying that you're not talking about white picket fence like home yeah. life yeah so tell me about that he's very supportive he's mm-hmm. open like even to the point of while pregnant i did a a touch me remix with kaylani and the song is about her yes i was gonna ask that such a sexy so, song yeah he, and i was pregnant we went in the studio he would there was no jealousy it was just like I'm like, do you really love me? Because you're not jealous. Of- <laughs> right. You're like, I Toxic. need a little bit of jealousy. <laughs> Argue with me. No, but Listen, in some great. cultures, it's like you have to be jealous in order to show your love. So it I've depends heard, who I've you heard talk about to. These really- <laughs> yeah. Some of my friends go. <laughs> you're like, what culture is? It's like my best friend. <laughs> you're like, yes. We don't have to go anywhere for that. Yeah. Yes. That's so funny. Yeah. That's cool. Good for him. Yeah. Are you and Kaylani so cool? Yeah. Friends. Nice. I kind of am like that with all of my past relationships wow. i really don't like the idea of like now someone's dead to me unless they did yeah. i mean some of my relationships ended where they did me wrong mm-hmm. for sure but like i don't know i just get i got over it and we're i like to have that kind of an open connection you know yeah. like i don't want to like kill somebody off and be like i can't there's a rule of me not to speak to them because i feel like that takes even more energy to like try to avoid people and trying to hate them and yeah you know but how do you transition from like lover to friend that's i the think hard it part. takes a lot of time and you yeah have, but i have the personality where i'm when i'm off it i'm really like yes. i it's almost like that i can't remember this the, the the person i was when i was with you right it's like i don't know if that's normal i think that's probably healthy i mean that's good right you move on i don't know like i wonder 
If and it's not like you're like I hate you. You're no, just like I'm. I'm so on. cool. It's like yeah. so platonic and like I I can't even. It just I just don't identify as that person anymore. So I'm like off it. So asking for a friend. No, I'm just kidding. It's yeah. actually for me. <laughs> you just take some time, give it some space. Yeah, and then I don't eventually think it's a what you day. just say like. What's up? We can like get lunch or dinner or something. I wouldn't right. go that you far. So like, yeah, I'm not going to go out of my way to like hang. Right. But it's just like we can have the same friends and not be weird or like yes. when we see each other, it's like don't go over there because this person right. I haven't spoken to is is just like no tension. You're friendly exes. Yeah. But it doesn't mean you're like we're not kicking. Chilling. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. No pajama party. <laughs> it's I. I'm so shocked when people are like that. They're like, oh, we dated, but now we. I'm like, what's what you guys have like yes (laughs) what are you i always feel like there's a story of like you have a pact or some shit yeah yeah, or like in five years you know what i mean like if you don't meet anybody else you'll be back together yeah like do you get jealous when somebody else comes around right yeah all of those things are questionable i'm always curious like is that real (laughs) yeah can you tell me how your Buju Banton collab came together did you just slide into his dms i was impressed (gasps) it's really not my style I know, like, but really, that's cool. Yeah, I I was very nervous, and I was at a bar when it happened, so I had some liquid courage. And what? It just came up in conversation. You were like, "Fuck it." Well, my manager was there. Okay. <laughs> we were drinking together. Uh-huh. She was like, "Just hit him. It doesn't hurt to ask." I was like, "You know what?" Tequila said, "Yeah, I should do this." Oh wow, a little liquid <laughs> you know? courage. Yes, but when I went to what actually also helped was when I went to his page to just. DM. He already followed me. I was like, Oh, that's nice. Oh, so maybe he like he likes something. You know, he likes sure. he's a fan of the music. Like I don't know when he started following me. I was just surprised to see it. So I didn't have to send a request or anything, which, right. which is nice. Which would have felt cheesier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah totally. <laughs> and just waiting in the in the sidelines for him to accept the request and see it. Some people don't even know that category exists. Like T Pain was like, I didn't know there was message request. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um so what did you say in your DM and what did he respond? I feel like it was probably something like, hey, I'm such a huge fan of yours. I don't know if you'd be open to it, but I just wanted to play you something and see if you're down to like throw a verse on it. Mm-hmm. I'm imagining. But if not, like totally respect, no worries. I, I, yeah, I probably yeah. try to put my tail between my legs afterwards. Cute. No problem, still love and hope you're well. See ya. That was <laughs> cute. I'm like, I would respond to that DM. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so he was really nice and he was like, sup sis, much love. Um, and then he gave me his WhatsApp. So he took the conversation off of Instagram, which is cool. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is more personal. Actually, he gave me his number and then I texted him. He didn't respond. I was like, hey, texted you. And then he was like, oh, hit my WhatsApp. I'm like, oh, so this is where you be at. So I'm like, he's Euro overseas. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's in Jamaica. Yeah, yeah. So um, he played me the verse for the first time over WhatsApp video. Wow. So he was like seeing my reaction live and I was dying. I was in the middle of rehearsal when he called. So I was like, a little bit rough around the edges, <laughs> but answered it. And it, it was just so fire just to have that back and forth communication and really amazing. We went to Jamaica to shoot the video too. So fun. I love Jamaica. The best. I'm moving. I feel like after this album, <laughs> let's, go. let's fucking go. I feel you, honestly. I want to go back there so bad. Okay. I wanted to talk to you about one of the other singles off Jaguar yes. 2, On My Mama. Yes. Yeah. There's so many themes in there. Can you talk about those themes? Yeah. I mean, I've always been a strong believer in like speaking things into existence, you know, manifesting things like the power of the tongue, like just positive self-talk. So On My Mama has a little bit of that in there, but also doesn't feel 
like it's on a preachy way, which I like. It's like yeah. right, it draws the line right there. And I think even when people mindlessly sing it, I like that, even if they're not thinking like, oh, I'm gonna speak good about myself. Just singing the song can make people mood and, and frequency change because you're saying something positive. So I like that about it. The beat has like lots of 808. So mm. it's fun to dance to. Um, and there's a sample, so it's like kind of nostalgic for people who were around when the original came out. You cool. know, not to tell people's age or whatever, mm -hmm. but you know, if yeah, you know yeah, the just, original, you know. And some mm -hmm. kids have never heard of, heard it, so right. I like that it brings kind of generations together too. When you go to write a song like that, like, do you think like this is what I want to do? I know, or does it come together piece by piece? It's definitely a piece by piece thing. Mm -hmm. Speaking of postpartum, I wrote that song when I was going through postpartum. Wow, which was like the opposite of how I felt. Mm -hmm. And so that song for me really genuinely was like, oh, listening to this makes me feel better. It was the first song I did after pregnancy that I liked after my little dry spell in the studio. I was like, do I have you writer's block? And then on my mama came, I was like. You're like, nope, no, I'm back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, here we go. Um, so yeah, it's just like a really good turning point for me post-pregnancy and just a good energy. I'm feeling like a lot of people are picking it up as far as HBCUs, like horn players, like musicians. I'm waiting to see like a, a big band play it, like with majorettes and like, I want to see like in a college Ooh. setting or football like when football season starts yeah, yeah, up, yeah. I just want to hear it at the games. Oh, like that. I'm excited. Yes. I can't wait. I love that you have like places that you want it to be played. That's why I want to experience it loud and yeah. yeah, just with every all the energy there. Yeah, you've come into your own identity in so many ways, not just because you had a baby, but also because you have your own music that you're putting out. Is it emotional? Like what does it feel like to be in very, this moment? Very emotional. Um, just speaking of motherhood again, it's like the main point of my life right now. But just having my daughter be able to watch me and understand what I'm doing now, sing the songs back. It's really, really cool. That's so cute. Is she singing? She's singing. She was just, I got a video today. Her dad sent me a video of her singing um, Lion King. She oh my sings, God, my she son says is hot obsessed. to Tanya. It's beautiful. He says Kuri Tada. Kuri Tada. Oh. It's so It's so cute what yeah. they like interpret and like what, what clicks for them. I actually showed him Crazy in Love, the video this morning. Yes. Because he's like, he Absolutely. watched the videos from the concert and he said like, oh, more Beyonce. So yes. I was like, okay, time for your education to start. I love it. I, love it. I have a Beyonce book. I got a, a Beyonce book from this black bookstore oh, cool. in LA and it's talking, it says, I love Beyonce. And so I have this video of her like pretending she's reading it. And so she saw the cover and she's like, Beyonce. I'm like, yes. Beehive, you're like that's baby right. Bee. <laughs> yeah, you gotta educate them. I want him to have good taste it's in history. music too. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, it's history, and also like I don't want him to his jams to be do da do da do. Do please, baby yeah. shark, not that, not that. Like my man needs to have more sophisticated taste. Yes, well, so, he's Sade is pretty proud of that one. He won. It's so funny too because I think it's one of those things where he says it now. People like give such a reaction, so, so he'll he just loves be to like, say it. I love Sade. Yes. <laughs> I'm yes. like, that's right. Just keep it up. Making me look so good. <laughs> Who have been some of your favorite artists you've worked with? I really do like all of them. Okay. I think I only had one asshole experience. Okay. I won't name, but it was a rapper. Okay. <laughs> but, and they weren't really an asshole to me. Just like I saw the, like being mean to the engineer and just like the entitlement and some of that stuff. So I try to avoid those types of energies. And I feel like, been pretty successful everyone is so nice and like 
and grateful and like supportive. I know working with Ariana, she she was just putting my names in places she didn't have to. You know, you were like opening just, for her too, right? I did yeah. open it on the yeah. Dangerous Woman tour. Yeah, that was that cool. Awesome. Yeah, really crazy because at the time I didn't have a team, so I had no label, no manager, no hairstylist, makeup artist. Like I was back there, just like okay, we're doing it yourself. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yes. god, good and, for you. Yeah, it was really awesome. We did Madison Square Garden, which was a really exciting show, but it was just me on stage before her, so like dancers, no band. So I'm just like. What a crazy experience. And I hope the next time it's just like. I need to look at that video. That must have been. Were you nervous? <laughs> oh my God, shitting myself. <laughs> Literally, like, wow. Like, your face is so big on the screen. <laughs> on the screen yes. And you're like, okay, my eyelashes look good. Like, I, like, I sure hope I nailed it this time. Damn. You know, makeup, hair. So it's just really cool to have the opportunity to like convince people that they should ride with me on this journey and like yeah. just follow along You're like now so. i have a makeup artist now yes, i have a production I sure do. <laughs> you're like things have they're the a little gross. different but that's yes. beautiful to have people watch that journey for you yes i also just i feel like i appreciate each person's position and job now because i did a little bit of it so i'm like right thankful yeah, yeah, I'm sure you're a dream to work with because you're like, I've been on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that really helps. Yes. What can people expect from your tour, speaking of experiences and hearing things live? Yes. I feel like it's going to be more dancing. I love dancing on stage, dance breaks, hair in the wind, not because of for any other reason, but it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> it's hot on stage. Well, it gives you such presence too. Yeah. It definitely adds an ambiance, but it literally saves my makeup. <laughs> we love that. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm going to be doing songs from Jaguar 1 and 2. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like touring both albums at the same time. That's cool. Because so you never got that. to tour the first album. Yes. Right. Yeah. So I'm kind of making up for it. And I want to do another run. Like, I don't, it's not confirmed. Okay. But I do want to like just do it again. And, right. Because a lot of people didn't get to get the tickets. And so I just kind of want to do it again yeah give them more opportunity yeah okay so i do this like lightning round like rapid fire just random oh, questions okay. to end. social media pet peeves um i know this is like a toxic one but if i texted you and then you're posting a couple times without texting me back i'm like come on man <laughs> look at me i don't think that's toxic <laughs> yeah okay but i do have to say that it kind of annoys me when people like have an expectation of responding right away Quickly. all the time because yeah, yeah. you know it's as impossible. a mom too like you can't you literally look you at don't your have phone enough and then yeah yeah sometimes even if i see it i forget to respond because someone asked me something it's like even if my red receipts are on and i read it it's not that i just like ignored you i'm like oh literally God, you have your red receipts on for some tech for some people I, it's selective because i want people to know like okay i received it right, even right, though right. some people like mm. no no they don't get to know <laughs> when i read much. their message yeah. i can't but i'm really wow good for you who makes you starstruck i think it would be beyonce yeah I have you met her I don't know if I'm allowed to say. Okay, got it. <laughs> okay. If, Michelle, am I allowed to say? <laughs> potentially. Potentially, potentially met her and yes. you potentially were starstruck. Potentially, yes. Yeah, I mean, she's talking about gracious. Yeah. I met her, I've met her twice. Solange introduced me once. Wow. And I was so unprepared. <laughs> it was, oh, was a I was surprise so meeting? I mean, I was at the Met. And I said hi to Solange because I've known her for a minute. Yeah. And we were chatting and I did not expect her to introduce me to her sister. Her <laughs> sister was on the other side and she was like, have you met my sister? And my head was like, <laughs> and it was right after <laughs> Lemonade came out. So like, oh. I was so, I was like on another place. She was my religion. Yes. So I said some stupid shit. What's it look in the 
Was she wearing black yes. sparkles? Yeah. I think so. Actually, no, Stuntastic. I don't think it was that one. Oh. It was maybe the year Before after. That. I think she had the, um, it's like a With the ponytail? see-through, the damn ponytail. Oh, uh-huh. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any Beyonce you met is... Oh, yeah. You get <laughs> no, and then she said hi to me um, and my girlfriend at a party. Like, we've the been next- dancing next. No, this was like years, years later. And she was I've like, I've heard that hey. she remembers very well. It like, was so nice. Wow. I was like, you don't have to say yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's okay. I'm yeah. just standing three feet from you. Yeah. Like, your presence is enough for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What would you title your life story? This one I wouldn't know the answer to. So, my life story. I guess my first instinct would be like the good life. It was my um, ringtone for my my wake up along, alarm for a long time. Kanye, mm-hmm. good life. That's a great song. So the good life. Okay, I like that. <laughs> Biggest regret? Do you have regrets? Like, if you had one, what would it be? Biggest regret? Ooh. Um, I think no. I think everything that I hated at the time led me to some things that I really like. So probably it was all necessary because you know there's infinite possibilities and if you start going down to you know, the quantum field, like, yeah. you don't know where you would end up if you just didn't make some of those icky decisions. So I guess no regrets. I feel the same way. I think that comes with um, <laughs> like getting older and being yeah. a mom. You're like, this is where I'm supposed to be. So I'm, I'm at where I'm at. What turns you on? There's so many things, first of all. <laughs> but when I first meet someone, I think like really great, hygiene like that's not what i think (laughs) like (laughs) you're like nobody who smells bad please nobody just when you lift up your arms and hug Mm -hmm. me please like smell well nice Mm -hmm. breath like fresh smile Mm -hmm. good eye contact confidence and also i think seeing how you treat other people who can't help you is really a turn on like if you're mean to a waitress or something i'm like ew like instantly no so like just seeing how you navigate a room, I'm like, boss, wow, yes. love that. Boss and also polite. And, and smells yes. well. And smells, okay. <laughs> Very nice. All right, well, everybody, if you get the chance to meet this woman, make sure you're smelling good. Yeah. Because, all right. Well, thank you so much for doing this. I'm so excited thank for you. you. I have to say I got to listen to some of the album and it's amazing. Yes, thank I feel like you. this is going to be a huge moment for you. So. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. This thank was you fun. for coming in. All right, everyone, that was Victoria Monet. I think she's just such a lovely, lovely person. And again, if you haven't listened to her first album, please check it out and keep a lookout for the second album, which comes out August 25th. I feel like we covered a lot of things, songwriting, um, postpartum. We definitely talked a lot about Beyonce. So for any of our Beyonce stands who listen to the podcast, love to hear about your Renaissance experiences or anything else. And we will see you all next week. Thanks for listening. High Low with Emrata is a Sony Music Entertainment and Bitch Era Media production. Our executive producers are me, Emily Ratajkowski, Matt Raz, and Sarita Wesley. Our showrunner is Matt Raz. Our associate producer is Rachel Choder. Today's episode was engineered by Samantha Gatsik with original music by The Crystal Pharaoh.